This is starting from zero. I feel like a lot of my survival mentality comes from both parents. I have a little bit more of a purpose. I have, you know, someone to support. You can't sit there and go, I'm gonna take a day off. No, there's no, there's no day off in ballet. Injuries are kind of pretty much a lesson. It's a lesson to tell yourself to take a step back, think, and it teaches you patience. Don't give up. Testing, testing, one, two, three. Well, here we are again in the weird, weird year. And uh, I actually was like hesitant for months to bring this podcast back. I knew it was going to come back. It's just like I just didn't think for a while, especially with distancing and like few things going on. Mm. But... I figure as as months came by, as things begin to like, people began to adjust. I was like, you know, it's, it's time to reinvigorate this project and be consistent in it. Um, it's far. It's funny when like when people told told me, I was like, how did I do this? They're like, what? Okay. I was like, I just do it, and. I'm part of that conversation just made me just like, okay, you know what? This is something I'm usually consistent in. Um, let me reach out to people who are comfortable. And guys, chill the hell out. We're good. <laughs> We're both healthy. <laughs> so um, I know there's a lot of paranoia in the world right now. And uh, we just, and I just felt like doing this for a, a cause of like normality, you know, and thank you for joining me. And uh, if you're wondering who is in front of me right now is Nikita. Uh, I call her the hustler. Like, a- a- anytime I see her, I was like, yo, she's a hustler. Like, I don't, <laughs> she's one of the few people in my life that I know that I'm just like, that's pretty much what you've told me is like, you've, you. that's just how you've been all, all your life, you know, especially learned that from your, from your dad and mom, you know, it's like mm-hmm. nothing, you come from, I can guess, like, you come from that mentality of, like, nothing should be below you at all. It's like you do things to survive. You know, nothing's beneath you. And you, you show up to what you need to do, like, with such humility. It's like I've seen you. I've seen you as a, as a ballet teacher. I've seen you as Pilates. Yes, she teaches Pilates and she's evil and she kicked my ass all the freaking time. <laughs> Um, but we'll get into that. And in dance and everything, you do it with such vigor. You're always hard on yourself, which is which is which is a double edged sword yeah, of what that's true. makes you makes you do things very well, you know. Mm-hmm. Um but enough of my voice at the moment. Um what does starting from zero means to you? <laughs> She's so shy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm thinking. No, it's fine. Take your time. Well, we all have to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, a, that's an interesting one to start with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. like in, in terms of... It, it's funny, like, you were just wondering. It's like, man. Like, but 
to just elaborate further of just like what makes your mind work this way what makes you wake up in the morning working like what two to three jobs because not a lot of people can can do it especially as a single mom and i need to really applaud that thank you yeah guys are wondering like aoki is right right here (laughs) he's just smiling um you know and um i really respect uh people that don't don't complain and just go ahead and do it you have obviously you have your frustrating days and your bad days but Mm -hmm. um the survival mentality is just so prevalent in you that's why i sense in you it's like since the time we met and in terms of beginnings like what what made you like what was the earliest memory that just made you just like say yeah this that survival mentality that i'm just curious of like where did it come from your mom, your dad, or it just like just slipped in and like in how you were raised? Hmm, that's a good question. Yeah. Um, I feel like a lot of my survival, survival mentality comes from both parents, mm. <clears throat> for sure. Um, my mom was a stay at home mom, so she, you know, I saw her working really, really hard with all of us, meaning my, my two um, other brothers. Um, and then my dad worked multiple jobs um to to, you know keep us uh keep us fed and keep Mm -hmm. a roof over our head so Mm -hmm. i yeah i I feel like i get you know that work that hard work mentality from both parents no that's that's good and i think i think i mentioned this with you i think i saw your dad in berkeley bowl or something like that he works there i was like wait a minute it's not mr (laughs) jew i didn't want to act act weird around him i was like oh like oh i know your daughter i, I mean i know you probably would not mind but i was like man that's where the hustling comes from you know and mm-hmm. that's what is and the reason why i say the survival the hustling is because there are a lot of people in life there's they'll say like no i'm not gonna do this you know i'm what worth more but you guys already know that you you're already worth it but it's kind of like you focus and you do whatever whatever it takes to, you know, survive. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think about you like like survival is part of it. And with that, um, actually, tell the viewers like what what do you actually what do you actually what do you do? Oh. People are wondering like, Hello. yo, what is she doing? <laughs> hey there. <laughs> you don't have to be formal. It's no, fine. I don't. Yeah. I'm just joking. <laughs> um, yeah, so I am a Pilates instructor. Um, I've been teaching Pilates for about a little over 10 years now. Um, I run a, a business called Nikita Pilates where I work with majority uh, professional athletes. And I also... Um, yeah, pretty much work with everyone from, you know, seniors to office workers to um, the football players, the the, the prenatal, prenatal and postnatal mm-hmm. um, mothers, um, uh, and even children. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I pretty much help rehabilitate injuries and keep people from getting injuries and uh, just keep p- people feeling good in their bodies. And what else do you do? And I also teach <laughs> ballet. I'm a former professional ballet dancer with the Dance Theater of Harlem, as you already yeah. know. Um, rest in peace, sir. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. Rest mm-hmm. in peace to Arthur Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I've been... Uh, my career was short. It was like lasted five years in New York. Um, 
So I got a like really serious injury uh, in my shin bone. I think I've told you that. You told me. Yeah, I have. I had stress fractures, and so I was in a wheelchair for for about six months, and I had to pretty much relearn how to walk, hmm. um, which pretty much brought me back to the bay. Um, and then I just uh, started teaching ballet from there. And what else do you do? What else? I am also... <laughs> See what I'm saying, guys? I am also a samba dancer. So um, I also perform in a few samba uh, companies. And we perform samba all over the Bay Area and for weddings, corporate events, uh, birthday parties. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, pretty much any party, any event. Uh, we're there to, to bring the, the, the happiness and joy to all the people. I think there's one more thing you do. <laughs> you were pointing to. I think you were, why, why are you pointing to? Okay. Like, I mean, yeah. Like, are you saying yeah. That? I, I, no, no I, th- I say that. I think there's <laughs> one more thing you do, pro- like, professionally. So you mentioned three things. So you mentioned I work Pilates. in an office. There you go. So yeah, I do. I do a, a little bit of office work. Um, mm-hmm. I work in operations. Yeah. And uh, reception, but that's only twice a week. So that's just something I do. That either way, you, you see, you <laughs> see, guys, she's like, she's she's trying to be modest and stuff. So guys, imagine doing four of that on some rotation, depending on on call, or appointment, or the amount of clients you have, and balancing it out. And raising a kid, and and I bet there'll be a couple of people. I'm bet in your life, in your personal life, like, yo, how how do you how do you do it? Like in terms of like, because because there is like utter defeat for like some some other people, you know. Mm. But what keeps you going? What was that number one thing as you wake up in the morning and it's like this just keeps you going? Hmm. Well, there's a number of things mm-hmm. that keep me going, but oh, yeah. one of them is my daughter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, knowing that I have someone um, to look up to, she looks up to me, and um, I try to be as strong as I can for her. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I wake up and go, okay, I have, I have a little bit more of a purpose. I have, you know, someone to support, and then also with all of the things I do, have also have a purpose. Like for dance, I'm, I'm always tr- dancing for someone mm-hmm. to, to share, you know, happiness and joy. And then with Pilates, I'm there as a healer. So I see myself as a healer and like healing people, mm-hmm. um, preventing injuries, and just bringing uh, a sense of comfort comfort healing mm-hmm. yeah so mm-hmm. um no that that's that's perfect and in a sense of comfort and healing and you were talking about your um the injury i remember um where i went to don quixote oh right? yeah that's right and this was one of the moments like oh, wow. after the show ended and i looked at you and you were just Full emotion, you were crying, and you you told me a little bit more oh, yeah, detail about injury, right. and you're like, that is what I wanted to do, you know, in terms of like being up there, and it was kind of like in a way, in a way, like your emo- you, you there was some bittersweet moment because there was some little anger of just like, damn, like you know, this was taken away from me, but mm-hmm. you were also being appreciative of the of the journey. And in just that gesture that, like, in how you shed your emotions just made me more like, wow. Like, it it just gave me some imagination of, like, your, 
your sort of journeys of like what what really went on and yeah. i don't think we got in deep in that conversation about ballet so let's talk about ballet okay and um less um like i'm talking about ballet number one and the the stigma about ballet and classism especially race you know that's why we have like um awesome companies that have in Italy and a few other uh, folks from Brooklyn. But actually, before going in that, what, you know, as a kid, what, what motivated you to ballet? Hmm, that's a good yeah. one. Let's start from the beginning. Yeah, for starting from mm-hmm. zero. Mm-hmm. Start from zero. <laughs> yeah, um, when I was a little girl, um, you know, I just, I just was a natural mover, so mm-hmm. I really loved, you know, just moving my body and dancing around and like, running and jumping in the house um all the time and then um i i there's this one this one day i saw uh ballet dancers and actually i think i feel like it was one of my first times i've ever seen a ballet like ballet company and it happened to be all black dancers all mm. african-american dancers mm. and i'm and i know in the company there were all different races in the, mm-hmm. in the company but it was predominantly african-american ballet dancers which i've never seen in my life and it was um dance theater of harlem's um Creole Giselle, which was taken taken place in um, Louisiana, mm-hmm. um, and it was just I was just amazed by seeing so many dancers that look like me, and I I related to them, and I was like, yep, when when I become an adult, I'm definitely gonna do that. Mm-hmm. Like I just like felt like immediate attraction to that, and I was like. That's what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. Awesome. Well, I'm, I don't know about for the rest of my life, but <laughs> no, but that's but what I'm going to do. Then, that's, but but then, that's, that's that was your thought. Like, I mean, yeah. you, I mean, come on, you're seeing your your current journey now. Um, <laughs> but was it like, mom, like, yo, get me into this? Like, what was that when you slipped on your? Sorry, I was the uh, correct. Um, <laughs> I went to say gear, but that doesn't sound weird. That sounds so fucking weird with uh, with ballet. Sorry, what were you call 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 the outfit? Leotard tights. Leotard. Uh, ballet and, slippers. And slippers. I went to say slipper, but I wasn't sure if it was the right word. Like, what was that first introduction? Uh, you know what? My parents um, in um, elementary school, my parents mm-hmm. noticed that I was really interested in dancing. Like. Mm-hmm. I got my like all my friends together and I created choreographed, which I didn't really understand what choreographed mm. meant at that time. At that age, it was around, I was like maybe around seven, eight years old. Mm-hmm. And I basically created dances for my friends to perform at the talent shows at uh, Washington um, Elementary School, which is the, the school that I went to at that mm-hmm. age. And uh, yeah, we danced at En Vogue. Who doesn't know En Vogue? <laughs> yeah, so I oh, I choreographed pieces to En Vogue, and then also choreographed some ballet pieces. My friend had like this little Barbie um, cassette tape that had classical music on it, and I was like, "All right, guys, we're gonna do this." I had no ballet training. Wow, let's do this. I, whatever I've seen on on TV or something, and yeah. I was like, "Let's go and." <laughs> learn these moves from me and then we'll perform it <laughs> wow and then I thought okay my parents like okay we should get her into ballet Good. class and unfortunately at that time you know um I you know my dad had to work multiple jobs and we didn't have a whole lot of money so mm. my dad was like yeah she really wants to do this so let's put her in ballet class and so I started at the age of eight years old wow um, at Berkeley City Ballet in in Berkeley wow yeah. so you're a prodigy 
Uh, no, not quite. You see, I'm just... <laughs> not, 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 not at all. I actually had to work very hard. I was not the ideal. Let's, let's just say that. And from like, and from then on, it's like from that point on, you just never stopped. You, yeah, you were I never just stopped. like continuous. You know, you when you grew older, you went to the Harlem um, company. You trained. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Um, and then you you trained with some of the instructor, like like. Like, creates a vision, like, how was that environment? Like, what was, like, how competitive it was? Because anytime I hear ballet, I was like, this is competitive as hell. It's like mm. people people can be vicious. I, I, don't, I, I don't mean to make this media correlation, but when I watched the Black Swan, you know, that, that movie, I was like, dang, like... They're this vicious. <laughs> it was like, like you, you, you're staring away. It's like, yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's actually that vicious. Like, what was the? I mean, what was that point? You know, you were in that company or in any situation where you were, why you want to be at the top? That in a weird way discouraged you, but at the same time kept going. What was the hardest thing about ballet? Excuse me. What was the hardest thing about ballet that? you actually don't enjoy. Hmm. I think that um just kind of going back to your to the mm-hmm. black swan, it's mm-hmm. pretty much about perfection perfectionism. And so in ballet, you know, the teachers are always criticizing you, always saying, turn out your foot more or you need to do this, you need to do that. And and then you also have all of these other dancers who you're kind of usually fighting for a, a role or a mm-hmm. spot. And so you have to be on all the time in ballet. And when you're not, that's when the director or whoever goes to someone else and goes, okay, well, you're, you don't look like you're ready for this yet. And so you have to be on all the time. Ugh. There's no way there you can't have an off day. You can't have, there's no such thing as off days in ballet. There's no Jesus. such thing as, as uh, taking a break. No recovery time for no your recovering, feet. No recovery time. And so that's the thing about ballet is that you can have a hurt back. You still gotta perform. You still have wow. to Wow. There's no and ifs or buts about it. And there's no complacency either. You can't sit there and go, I'm gonna take a day off. No. There's no there's no day off in ballet. So you're an athlete. I think it's it's yeah, yeah, they're athletes. Like, you know, people might argue I was like, no, they're athletes. Like this is ridiculous. Like yeah, the amount of practice bodies. and the breaking down your body and like I can't imagine the time you've cried. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's like point because are, of the pain point and point shoes are crazy hard. Uh, <laughs> and the the bleeding and the I mean the like the, yeah, it's like <laughs> but in a weird way, it's like, you know, trial by fire, you know, it, it built you a, a stronger body. Mm-hmm. Um and sometimes like with a lot of athletes, you know, you think you're invisible. And if you're comfortable to share, tell me that day of that injury yeah sure um yeah yeah well um during that time i think it was around my fifth like fifth year Mm -hmm. of living in new york and i was already starting to feel like my body was kind of in a way breaking down in a sense i was just and i was working i was um also working at starbucks after i would dance there all day i would go straight to starbucks and work there (laughs) for five extra hours so i was just always on my on your feet yeah. And also, um, um, the, their floors were pretty hard mm-hmm. at, um, at the, the studio that I was dancing at, Dance Theater Harlem. Their floors were really hard. And so, ballet, 
floors should be sprung, and I think that their floors were just all sunk also, in. Also, they weren't and worn they, out. Yeah, I think they were worn mm-hmm. out because there were other other dancers after me that started to get the same um, the same injury, mm. and it, even during that time, it was just like a lot on our body. Um, and so, yeah, that was a so over time, pretty much is when the injuries started happening because stress fractures are overuse injuries. Yeah. So and over all of a time, sudden, I just started yeah. know, getting worse and worse yeah. and worse. And then I, to the point where it's like stepping on my leg was unbearable. And so, uh, and then I went to the orpe- orthopedist and we did, you know, the x-rays. Mm-hmm. We saw the, the fractures. We got, I have three, I had three. And so because the fractures were on the smaller side, it, the body doesn't recognize the injury as an acute injury so there's not a whole lot of blood flow to -hmm. prepare the bone Mm -hmm. very quickly so it's it takes a lot of patience took me a lot of patience to sit there and like allow it to heal and that process and just knowing that that you know that broke my heart i was Mm. like i my dream was to become a ballet dancer and Mm. you know i couldn't do it Mm. i had to sit out Mm. And so and was really what tough. was when when that happened because you know there's some people that want to like tough out an injury or whatever but when was that can you describe that day that it was like oh wow this is over for me like i, I bet there was some denial like you, you had for a little while because it's something you've been so consistent in and all of a sudden it's just taken away from you yeah like describe describe that day and that emotion of just like def- like total defeat like um, was, if you wish to share, obviously. Yeah, yeah. yeah I was just, I was heartbroken. Mm. And at first, I was like, "You gotta be kidding me," mm. <laughs> you know. Mm. But at the, and there was a a little bit of relief because I, you know, the dance theater of Harlem was actually kind of going, not doing so well. Mm. Like the 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 company Funded. had already the yeah the company mm. had already pretty much shut down towards the fifth year that I was there. So mm. all I had was the ensemble, mm. which is like the. It's like the, the the smaller company pretty much, yeah. and so that that was still kind of going. But um, and I think at that time we were rehearsing to perform at the White House for Bush. Bush was in mm. office at the time, mm-hmm. um, and I was so upset. I really wanted to perform at wow. the White House. It was going to be a big deal for me. Yeah, it'd be um, historic. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, you know, uh, at that time I picked up Japanese, so that. <laughs> <laughs> that helped but yeah it was a tough it was tough i had a pretty much uh you know i was crying and i was really upset and heartbroken i'm like i worked so hard to do this and i was pretty much at my prime like i felt like i was at my prime and mm. um yeah it was this it, it was really really tough um, uh yeah i can't explain like and then still focusing on ballet what what encouraged you few years later and rehab are you actually 100 percent from the injury yes okay yeah but i had other stuff you know other yeah you, that... you have other tweaks in your body jesus nikita <laughs> the like <laughs> the everlasting athlete like i, I call some people mm-hmm. um what was that um motivation to go into teaching and that like that yeah that motivation that you're like you know what i'm gonna mm-hmm. teach the the other generation yeah well i actually started teaching the younger generation at dance theater of Harvard. oh hey so go. i was actually uh they employed me they're like hey do you want to teach these these babies mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're like about four years old and so, so i taught adorable. these classes with a couple of my other um colleagues at the at the at the studio and mm-hmm. so 
um, yeah, so I started kind of getting my experience there. Mm. Um, and then, uh, yeah, uh, I wanted to really stay in, in contact with the with the whole, you know, with ballet. And so I was like, you know what, let me... Um, when I came back from from New York, I was like, okay, I can't really walk too well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was doing my research and looking for different schools that I could teach at and kind of share my knowledge because I'm like, I have all this knowledge. I mean, like I trained for so long, so let me share it with with my community. Let's, mm-hmm. you know, find ways to, to keep um, my love of dance going and, and to be able to share it with the youth. And so somehow, I don't know, someone came up to me at the um, downtown Berkeley Y and was like, you should teach ballet at this performing arts school i mm. think that this would be a great fit for you um you would be teaching with someone who's deaf mm. and who, who's been teaching ballet there and i was like oh okay so i i interviewed this was over 13 years ago wow. and i interviewed and um yeah they liked me and um what's really really special about this place it's called the um uh, the east bay center for performing arts yeah, located I know that in spot. Richmond. Yeah, I think you've been. Yeah, well, to I've a, been there. A few shows. No, you've invited me to like what three shows? I went there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, a lot of the dancers there are dancers of color, mm-hmm. bra- black and brown dancers, and dancers who just don't have a whole lot of access to the arts. Um, and so I, you know, I was just like really, I was just like spiritually called there nice. to to be a, a face that people can resonate with, and. Uh, yeah, and I've been there for 13 years ever since. So, wow. and I still, I'm still teaching there. So, um, That's yeah, awesome. I'm really, really happy to be, uh, be you know, teaching there and sharing my love of art with them. And in that process of sharing, um, I, I bet a lot of those those young kids don't know the if they want to be consistent in the challenges mm-hmm. of coming for it in terms of the culture of ballet, mm-hmm. and. Um, and educate me a little bit more is like I always hear, especially from the media, especially how cutthroat it is, the representation of people of color. Um, what was the the shock in in the culture of ballet that you were just like, man, really? Like this this is ridiculous, you know? Like that could feel that it could be improved. Um, I mean, I mean, the matter of many years. Who's the who's now the um, she turned um sorry what's that title in terms of lead dancers or principal principal thank you like this uh what's her name this black woman um, misty copeland yeah misty copeland and i was kind of looking at that I, no don't don't get me wrong i was excited i was like wow it's taking you guys this long are yeah. you guys this stubborn and just and obviously racist in terms of like um um, uh, women and body, like body types and stuff like that, and I was like, oh my god, it's like women in general, and and yes, guys, they're they're male, like ballerinos, ballerinas, <laughs> dancer, dancer, excuse me, <laughs> ballerino, so, yeah, ballerino, ballerina. <laughs> how cool is in terms of the terms, yeah. dancer, you know, but compare comparing with like it being predominantly female. And the long history of it in terms of like, you got to be this, you got to look like that. Uh, what were the, the uh, sort of body image like issues like you saw within the, the culture? Oh, that was yeah. very that was very heartbreaking to you. And probably has probably affected you maybe a little bit. Like how conscious were, were you in terms of like, 
now I gotta be this. I, I crap, I'm not the, this fit. I don't look like her. Well, well, those sort of insecurities, yeah. like due to that culture. Yeah, well, that was instilled uh, in you. In ballet, you, you do have to be thin, very, very thin. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, they want you to have a long neck, uh, you know, <laughs> be super skinny and thin, have really um, highly arched feet. So good feet, which we call good feet, mm. or as some people call them daggers. <laughs> we used to call them daggers. Like, ooh, girl, you got some daggers. <laughs> That's the slang. And then, and then if you don't have nice feet, we like, ooh, she got some biscuits. biscuits. <laughs> she got some. She got some it's biscuit brittle. feet. And I'm like, dang, you see how people are? Wow. <laughs> like she got some biscuit feet. Wow. Like feet that look like this. Yeah. Like, oh my god. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, you know how. You yeah, know, exactly. But anyway, um, yeah, you have to have um, a certain amount of flexibility flexibility mm-hmm. and unfortunately i didn't have like i wasn't born with a lot of flexibility so like i don't have already the ideal like i don't have perfect feet perfect feet whatever that means like to their perfect, standards to their standards i didn't have that i didn't have the you know i couldn't even do the middle splits wow. i had to work for like i couldn't even do the, the front splits for like so long since wow. like when i was younger i couldn't do it i had to actually work for it and so i had to stretch Every day, I was like, I have to know how to do these splits. So I, I did You're every day. You're freaking flexible. What are you talking about? But no, no to the standards. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, I mean, those are just uh, just a few of of the you know ideal body types, and you have to be long and lean, and uh, a lot of people. I mean, most people. There's no such thing as as one type of body. So. That that's that's was so crazy to me. So was it like they like as far as like the found the founding fathers or whatever because i was ballet started by a woman or a guy that's a good question uh i think it was created by a man okay i think in you the see, court in the court and king Louis. okay that king makes Louis. sense because i could i could, i know for sure it started for a guy because like either from his messed up intentions of like this is how an ideal ideal ballerina is supposed to look like she's supposed to be this he didn't know i bet he didn't know the things about fitness about body types but that was just like in terms of a male's vision of what the dance that the ballerina or the dancer is supposed to look like yeah. you know and all of a sudden like that conditioning like spawn on generation and generations and it's kind of like and a lot of the instructors and a lot of the communities and principals like, yeah, it is what it is. And they didn't really focus on more of the technicalities that like, yes, there are different body types. There's there's different there are different strengths and weaknesses. Have mm. this have this person playing this role, like have this difficult move. They didn't really have that much of quote unquote diversity in terms not just because of identities, but in terms of like like body ability that that's this is why i'm yeah. assuming right like like right now and i and i bet i bet you agree but and all of a sudden we see mystic copeland she's not thin she's not super thin she's like she's she's nice she's she's nice curve like curvy but still flexible strong but that is not like she's many, actually very thin she's very thin yeah she doesn't look very thin to me, or she's maybe I've not seen. Saying... She's mu- she has a little bit of muscle. Okay, yeah, so she she, she has a little bit of muscle, so she's just she's, she's, she's not even curvy either. But, <laughs> but it's she like... does have a bust. Yeah. So that might for in ballet, you don't want to have big boobs. 
Oh my god! And, like and, all this requirements. And by standards, she does, but she probably has B's. Wow. Well, maybe maybe like between a B and a C. So you you see how you're thinking of this? That that's part of like uh, that thinking of like that's that condition like aerodynamic or like you know how your body is supposed to look like. But do you feel that now currently? And congrats to Mr. Copeland on that. But do you think that ballet is still breaking the mold? Are they breaking it fast enough or they're not doing as much they're supposed to do over like hundreds and hundreds of years? Like what's so disappointing about it that they haven't broke through yet, in, my, in your opinion? It's very disappointing. Yeah. Yeah, wow. but I feel like um, I think that they're starting to look a little bit more into that. Mm-hmm. But I think ballet is always going to be kind of like you have to have certain, you have to have the artistry, you have to have you know the feet, you have to have flexibility, mm-hmm. you still have to have all you know a lot of those, yeah. a lot of those things. But um... <laughs> hmm. look at you, you like you just flashing back like, hey. <laughs> Like yeah. this, no, that's that's why I can imagine like how difficult it was. It's like, so it's kind of like you you draw, you draw an event diagram of kind of like the basic requirement, but there's also in lieu with the cultural requirements of it, which is also messed up, and it starts yeah. to starts to meet meet mm-hmm. each other, and that's when a lot of women will go into body images and all that stuff that they want to do, you know. So, um. So I can assume like that's that constant challenge. So if you were to talk to like, hey, you're an instructor, uh, especially a lot of kids. Like, but let's say there's a there's a new kid that really wants to, that really wants to get into ballet. I actually saw like an Instagram clip of a Nigerian kid, Nigerian young boy, like doing twists, like in back back home Nigeria of like like striving to go into ballet like mm-hmm. what will you say to that kid in terms of like no just in general I'm just saying in general of like what you need to prepare for you know what are the challenges that you need to prepare for what you should do beforehand obviously you made some of those like you've, you've seen some of those realizations that you're like whoa and look, it can it can be very, a very simple answer. Like, mm. but what do you think? Like, I would the kid say, comes to you is like, don't I want to give be up. Mm. Because you know, uh, you know, sometimes kids who are living in another country, yeah, it's tr- it's it's hard to know. Oh, how am I going to get to America? How am I going yeah. to even get to this point of becoming a professional mm-hmm. ballet dancer? You know, and luckily we have social media, and so I think low social media and people doing documentaries have been actually giving people like other students from other countries, the access to come out here yep. to America and to, to pursue the dream. Mm-hmm. So I know I've, I've seen documentaries from um, students from Brazil mm. living in the favelas and, and really wanting to do ballet and um, super, super talented dancers um, and, you know, other, in other countries as well. And then somehow they, they are able to come out here and be in companies till this day, like right now. Wow. So that's pretty awesome to see. So I would just say, don't give up. Keep mm. working hard. Um, believe in yourself. And uh, when it comes to that moment of quote unquote failure, what will you say say to them? Or that moment of injury? Hopefully not for a lot of people. Like, what would you say say to them in terms of? I would of- say, well, I know that injuries are kind of pretty much a lesson. It's a lesson to tell mm-hmm. yourself to 
take a step back, mm-hmm. think, and it teaches you patience. So that's a, <laughs> it's, I would that's definitely a... remind that, that student that it teaches you patience. Mm-hmm. It teaches you self-care. Because when you're injured, you have to find a way to recover. Yeah. And to recover, you have to be, you know, just take things one at a, one th- one day at a time. Mm. Um, also, try to keep a positive mindset, because when you go to that negative space, then that sets you back from healing. Because mm. I think that your mind and your body are connected. So when you oh, when 100%. you're thinking of positive affirmations, or you know, like I'm gonna get better, I'm I'm gonna, you know, I'm. I'm healing. I'm in my this healing process, mm. um, and I'm going to come back stronger. Saying those things like that is going to help you heal and become, come become stronger. And come back stronger. Yeah. And um, in talking about healing, so this is a very good tangent to uh, Pilates. Um, man, <laughs> when you introduced me to Pilates, my mind was <laughs> so blown, and. What encouraged me was like, and you actually, don't be hard on yourself, you actually have good um, social media promotion of like, especially, um, especially, yeah, especially how you were treating those football players and stuff like that and seeing them squint. Those are professional athletes, guys, and just struggling. They might not show it in their face, but they are sweating. And um, the education about it, and even like the most well-versed yoga teachers that I've talked to, they say like, I can't do it. Like they say Pilates is freaking hard. Um, <laughs> is that my evil laugh? <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, she's, she's uh, so uh, Nikita is a sadist, so just to let you know that. I'm just kidding. But, no, you're not. <laughs> God, she killed me. Uh and I've only taken like what three sessions with you? Yes, like three sessions with you. Uh, <laughs> please, guys. Um, she will. I'll. I'll provide her uh, social media contact of uh, uh, where you can definitely. I know in times of uh, of the quarantining and the pandemic's hard, but this is the time for you guys to focus on law body weight stuff get that fitness on you know you got no complaints it's like i have different ways of getting fit and Mm -hmm. pilates is a wonderful way of getting fit but um from side notes like what really encouraged you to start doing pilates and even getting that certification that's a great question yeah yeah so kind of linking back to my injury Um, well, actually, there's a few things that kind of got me loving Pilates even more. So I did Pilates in my ballet training um, as, a, as a ballet dancer, and um, I didn't think much of it at the time. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm lifting my leg. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and I thought, you know, when you're young, your, your body can do anything. Pretty yeah. Much. And then, you know, you don't really get can sore recover as much. faster. You can, yeah. yeah, your recovery is super quick. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it didn't take until I got injured where I couldn't walk and I couldn't dance. I couldn't weight bear on my leg. So I was like, you know what? Pilates is amazing. I started f- figuring out all of these muscles that I never knew existed. And I was able to stay strong while not being able to dance, which is like crazy because you're going from 110 level of like pushing your body to limit to nothing, hmm. to like almost nothing at all. But Pilates was really great because it kept... Um, you know, my core strong 
and Pilates is all about your core. And your core is not just your abs. Most people think that Pilates yeah, is, but it's all the muscles in your low in your back and you know the hip flexors, your your you know your abdominals, um, your legs, Which is your center of mass. Yes, and so um, it, yeah, and then that's when I had a light bulb moment. Like, this is amazing. Like, I have to do this um, all the time. And uh, I was really blessed to have a physical therapist that worked at the, the company that I was working at. And she was also also a physical therapist and Pilates instructor wow. and former dancer. She so. must be ripped. Mm, no, I don't think she's ripped. But <laughs> Wow, so competition. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, she just has a, a nice body. Like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. dancer body. But yeah. She's, she's she, fit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so <laughs> your I'm just kidding. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. Kidding. I'm just like, okay. Yeah. I was pushing buttons. Um so from from and from that point on and that motivation, but actually, um, because especially a lot of us guys, we look at some some of the guys who look at belly is like, oh my god, that's a so sissy and all that stuff. And like because of my further education on belly, I look at them, I was like those dancers and ballerinas will kick your ass. I'm just letting you know. Maybe not in strength, but in endurance and a lot of things. And this in thing strength. is hard. No, and in, excuse me, and in strength. Oh, I even forgot the people like carrying you and stuff like yeah. that. The dancers carrying like lot of physical toll, you know. And because of media and stuff like that, you know, we'll we'll, we'll think of Bugs Bunny in the tutu, you know, like you know prancing around. Uh-huh. But it's like, but people don't know. <laughs> the sweat and like the yeah. athlet- <laughs> athleticism athleticism of, of of that art until they say whoa you know yeah even pilates too you yeah. know a lot of guys will, will think i mean come on in in terms of like even seeing nfl player do pilates it, it was just became relevant to like more people especially a lot of men like just like a few years ago mm-hmm. and even in the nf uh, in some nfl training facilities they were actually just introducing i actually read about like pilates and f- increase on flexibility yeah you know instead of just focusing on, on weight training and stuff like that so now saying that i, I like because I, I love how you told me about the history of pilates but can you talk to talk to us about the history of pilates yeah, for sure. everyone that doesn't know yeah. sure um it was created by a man named joseph pilates mm-hmm. um he is german and he was in the he was a soldier in world war one um and he pretty much helped rehabilitate soldiers so it was for made by a man for men only. And uh, Joseph Pilates was a gymnast. He did yoga, so it's very yoga inspired. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's give do, well, like, you know, yoga, yep. it's do, you know. Um, so yeah, it's from yoga as well. And he was also a boxer. And so he created, you know, these movements that were kind of similar to animals, how animals move. And, mm-hmm. you know, the, a lot of the Pilates, like, names are like elephant, um, mm. cat, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, very yoga inspired in yeah. terms of that. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, and he basically rehabilitated soldiers in the army. Mm. And then when he moved to New York, he moved to New York with his wife Clara, and they created a studio. And a lot of ballet dancers picked up on it and noticed the amazing benefits of it. And wow. they're like, "Yeah, we should do this." <laughs> and from then, from that ballet culture, that's why it was like media-wise, like predominantly. Yeah, female, and that's uh, in terms of that. That's kind of way just clouded, like 
It, actually, until you told me, until I went to my first session, I did not know this was invented by a male so- soldier, you yeah. know. And you, you were even pointing out to the equipment. So I was like, I was even wondering why the equipment so hospital-like. Yeah, because he was yeah. was a doctor and he used... Well, they yeah, were like based off of beds. Based off of the beds. beds yeah. and like all those beds and the... the the machine few other machines and i was like oh wow why didn't i and i say that but that that's what make that's what makes sense and the reason why i want you to to say the history of that is like people really need to learn from history and the origins of things to say like oh no it's like we shouldn't just pay too much attention to the rhetoric the the social conditioning of a certain um like ability shoot look at yoga Look at yoga. Like even, even I thought as a kid that yoga was just was just for women. But man, after doing yoga, and I was like, these are some strong people. Yeah. And all of a sudden, like di- different sort of like I was seeing yoga students, different forms of muscular dudes started kind of started doing it. And I remember, I think I remember like my first yoga session in the in the gym, and I was just like struggling on the downward dog oh. and my my call my core was so on fire and you see this <laughs> this l- lady in her 60s just like mm, like just relaxing like in her downward dog like with such ease and i was like are you kidding me you know and the instructor is like how you feeling <laughs> i was like i underestimated this art they were like well yeah that's why it's it's literally a battle against yourself but yeah. also with pilates is just that similar thing even that zoom session you did to me i was like i did not like i didn't even not know of like the basic movement even of like the banana and stuff like that and engaging your core all this all this basic of basics that we don't usually remember just made a difference you know so um mm-hmm. But I'm, what I'm what I'm saying is like uh, the reason why I told you to say the story is kind of like we should stop with that rhetoric. It's like oh that's too masculine. Oh that's too feminine. Right. Like if it's okay for you, like before you judge it, try it. Yeah. You know that's why I tell I people is like before you judge it, try it. Mm-hmm. If you don't feel comfortable with it or if it's not your thing. Then don't do it. Don't don't just be part of the masses like judging it. You know? Yeah. And all of a sudden you see like some of the great NFL players like getting their ass kicked by you mm-hmm. <laughs> in terms of in terms of their conditioning, you know. And uh <laughs> Yeah, she's a sadist, guys. Um but in 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 terms of going back to Pilates, like what what do you feel like the future of Pilates is usually? Like, do you think that it will still be on the constant rise, a constant reg- recognition? Or hmm, That's a good question. I, I sure hope so. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Pilates has been around for quite a, quite yeah, a while. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot, it's low, it's like not weight-bearing, non-weight-bearing. You can do it on a mat yep. as well as machine. You proved that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of personal trainers are also kind of, using a lot of the Pilates exercises yeah. into their regimens as well, like Pilates mat at least, mm-hmm. and kind of taking similar concepts to their training as well. So 
Um, you know, things are always changing, uh, but I think Blige is going to be here for a, a while. Uh, it's, 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 yeah. it's definitely going to be here for a while. Because even a lot of physical therapists are, are using that for their patients. Mm. So yes, and a few of the machines I've seen in the physical therapy room, like, mm-hmm. like they, they, have that, they have that as well. Yeah. So now we've gone from a journey of ballet, breakdown, recovery... <laughs> And Pilates. Mm-hmm. Um, you were always, you said you were always a mover. You were always a dancer. Um, th- there's a reason why I'm, I'm picking out these disciplines because guys, like, she does everything. And, <laughs> but what I envy about you personally is like, not a lot of, um, not a lot of adults do, um, they think back to their childhood and they do what they wanted to do since their childhood. I mean, ballet was something you wanted to do from their childhood. Mm-hmm. And for some people, their dreams and their goals is like cut shut, you know, depending on parents' upbringing, environment, survival, you know, kind of gets into that. Mm-hmm. So I envy you the fact that you were actually able to you're like yeah i know it was a it was was tragic but at, at least you know like i bet you're like fully thankful of like the time you spent with that discipline I and mean, yeah you, you still teach it so it's, it's not as if like it's it's <laughs> it's way over your shoulder you know mm-hmm. and going to pilates because you're so you're so in tuned with you with your body and talk about being tuned with your body um, talk to me about samba. So it was with this samba. <laughs> You're like moving on to samba. Yeah. Yeah. I, I you know, I, um, dang, when did I start that? I started samba when I was, I had come back from New York. I've been here for a while. So yeah, I've already had a child by then. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say that was seven, maybe seven years ago, mm-hmm. six or seven years, six or seven years ago. And when I was, I remember in, when I was in New York, there was like this samba performer who came to Central Park and everyone was doing this little shaky, mm-hmm. shaky move. And I was like, oh, that's so cute. I want to do that. <laughs> yeah, that's like, scroll, oh, scroll. Look at that footwork. That footwork is nice. Um, and then so, um, and then, you know, when I came back, I started going to the carnival mm-hmm. uh, celebrations in San Francisco. And I was like, wow, those feathers, everybody looks so beautiful. And um, so I was like, you know, what? I want to learn a little bit more about this culture that seems so amazing. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, um, I, just, I saw some dancers um, taking a class outdoors. Um, I guess like just some of the guys, like the couple. The, yeah, the, the, the percussion, but, um, yeah. Some of the, like, the Brazilian mm-hmm. guys were out there playing drums. Mm-hmm. And someone just started kind of leading a dance. And everyone just kind of started joining in. And I was like, this feels amazing. I think I was going through a tough time around that time. And mm. I needed to feel, you know, kind of, I needed something to feel. Feel newer. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah liberated or mm-hmm. whatever. I just needed something new. Mm-hmm. And um, so I started doing that. And I just hadn't stopped since then. Wow. Um, so, yeah, I started off with Afro-Brazilian dance at um casa de cultura in berkeley mm-hmm. um and i um yeah started performing with them and taking class all the time and i just the, the live drumming was just so powerful and the energy was really powerful there and um uh and then later on i started performing the orishas mm-hmm. the, um the, like, if you love, uh if you guys are not familiar with orisha it is actually derived from the yoruba culture where i'm from the orishas are the yoruba gods pretty much like 
in general. But, you know, as diaspora happens, you know, especially a lot of South American countries and even Caribbean countries adopted that culture. So the, especially in Latin and Brazil, so mm -hmm. especially the cultural form of Orisha is still performed in a lot of those places and back mm -hmm. home. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. There you go. That's yeah. a little tidbit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's good for them to know this. Mm -hmm. um, and so, which is something that I felt really connected with. Mm -hmm. um, I really, really connected with the spirit of Oshun and, and mm -hmm. Yamaja. And mm -hmm. So we, I started doing it at the festivals and um, just, yeah, I just felt really connected with the energy of, of, it, of the dance and mm. the movements and the spirituality of the, the movements. I actually never I actually never looked at the origin of samba. What what was to your knowledge like how did samba start started? I think I'm, it did I'm, start yeah. as like something spirit like a, yeah. like a more of a ritual or spiritual dance. Yeah, like, like very Afro-Brazilian first. Af it's African. Yeah, obviously. African yeah, exactly. Yeah, so mm -hmm. um and I think that I believe they're kind of pretending like they're praying to Mary. Mm -hmm. But yeah. it's like the the alternate of that was exactly. like Yamaja and so they're really praying to the other god, but <laughs> no, like, like that's the similar thing that, especially when I went to Cuba, especially this the Santos and the Santas. Is like a lot of people don't realize is like if you guys are not familiar, especially with the diaspora and the colonization, a lot of the colon, 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 yeah. uh, colonizers were Catholic and mm -hmm. Christian. So obviously, when it's being enforced by people who are being enslaved, you know they'll try to, you know, use their art to hide to disguise that with like a, with a saint or or something to, to still keep their you know keep their culture you know alive and. Uh, that's why you see in Cuba. That's why you see in Brazil. That's why you see in Colombia. Like mm -hmm. I'm telling you guys, like, and in other places in the Caribbean, Central South America, it's it's crazy. Um, I, I was so I was so proud. I became prouder of my culture when I came to the United States, and especially traveling to Cuba and knowing that, like, whoa, like this is from my culture. Like I remember, like in um, I used to do capoeira, so it's like I oh, remember yeah. <laughs> one of. Um, uh, I can't remember his name. I think he was a, I think it was an instructor in Mestre, and he was like, "Yo, tell me about the gods and and stuff like that." Like, um, it's like, what? Why are they saying? What's this language? Is like, I just try to translate it to him to the best, and even even it wasn't that much of a big deal to to me in that. In my, it's because I'm just translating, and he was just like, "Wow," you know. And that gave me that, that, you know, me being thankful from where I'm from, because especially the, the, the my other brothers and sisters that relatives of the, the diaspora is like, they had to hold on to it for the, their life. But unfortunately, back home due to colonialism, yes, it's still practiced and everything. Yeah. Like we, we at times does like take it for granted if you get what i'm saying you know mm -hmm. especially with like christianity and all that stuff and even seeing that of like whoa that's witchcraft or whoa like even even in primary school back home is like yes we went into like orisha history but just a little bit and the teacher would say like but in the end of the day god is the the only one yeah, god like, like oh i'm t i'm telling you okay. it's like it's like i mean it's like come from a christian family it's like i'm part of that we're conditioning but the the people that part of the diaspora, they're like, oh no, we're not, <laughs> we're not gonna forget, you know, we're gonna hold on, hold on to it. And that's, that's what, like, coming to the, 
coming across Atlantic made me realize, like, and even seeing you perform in uh, Brasat, Brasate, Brasat, mm-hmm. um, um, performing as Yemen Jar just made me like more appreciative. Aww. I was like, oh wow, this is like this is so cool. This is like literally my Yoruba culture, but in a different. Um, it's obviously in a similar interpretation, and all of a sudden you hear the Yoruba language in the Portuguese accent. I was like, what? It's like, even, <laughs> even, even as the guy was chanting, I was like, I understand that. And it's so, oh, wow. it was That's so, powerful. it was so weird. Um, mm. But either way, because that, and with with you, with the, <laughs> okay, you having fun? It seems you're, you're in jail right now. <laughs> She's like, I she likes to place herself in small objects. I don't know why. Yeah, and look where she, where she look where the flexibility came from. I bet she can just like raise her leg like through through something. Uh oh, I'm giving her the challenge. <laughs> uh, guys, that's that's her daughter. <laughs> oh man. Um, but anyways, uh, samba, and um, no, no. Th- thanks, thanks, thanks for that. Thanks for that breakdown because. It's no surprise like you're a mover that you get into that. I, and do you do you sometimes just hop from one company to another company, or do you have your own dance company usually within Samba, or just like, you know, a friend say, hey, you know, we have this performance, like, you want to go? And sometimes you say that, or sometimes you have like your own solo performances. Well, the school that I um, at Brazachi, mm-hmm. um, uh, they have their annual um, like Brazil Day, and then yeah. they have their Yamaja. Yeah or Yamaya um, mm-hmm. uh, annual performances and that's something that I would do annually and then mm-hmm. I have the other companies who I just you know wh- whenever that they whenever they find that they need a dancer or some dancers to perform at a wedding then it's just like hey would you like to do this performance and we have like set choreographies that we do mm-hmm. as well as uh, pr- impro- improvise improvised movements and performances and then we just go and shake it uh, <laughs> no, I'm just we don't just shake it. We just, you know. Oh, we, you shake we, it, all right. We use our arms. Whatever. She's trying. She's trying to be PG. Oh, they shake it too. We got the feathers, and this is Rio style samba. So this I, know, is not, I know, I know, I know, I know, I yeah. know. Not Afro Brazilian. Yeah. This is more Rio, so mm-hmm. more of the other side of Brazil. That's true, especially with different it, different comes styles. From the original samba, mm-hmm. but you know, it's more like the fancy, like in a, in a sense, fancy, fancy with the feathers and bikini yeah. and. Oh guys, don't let that fool you. It's actually heavy on them. I've held your headdress. The headdress. What? And you guys have to like hold your head, like in in co- constant, like a like constant like engagement of the core, holding your head and just like dancing, yeah. like that. Those things hurt. Giant <laughs> armor. How's your neck? My neck <laughs> like, hurts. Oh my god. My forehead hurts too because it. Yeah, yeah, it punches you and stuff like that. My my third eye area, and the uh, and the the chest plate, the breastplate, you know, sometimes. (laughs) I want you call it. I'm calling it an armor. (laughs) The breastplate. The bra. (laughs) The chest plate. The breastplate. (laughs) She just said it's just a bra. It's just a bra. But either way, depending yeah, see, on how, how the design, like, yeah, sequins, yeah, and, like that on it, and, and really it might intricate. be very uncomfortable. But guess yeah, what? We you guys, ourselves on it all the time. You guys got to like keep on a good show. You gotta go into that zone of saying like, "Oh, it doesn't hurt." 
Yeah. I'm still going to. I'm, I'm here. I'm here to put on a good show. And it's like, <laughs> do you like suffering? Do you like suffering? <laughs> no, I like dancing. I like dancing. I like performing. <laughs> Ballet, but when you're painful. dancing, you kind of forget about it a little. I know, I know, I know. You're like one hundred percent. One hundred percent. It's like, like sometimes, like when I dance all day or in salsa or whatever, I forget I have like weak, weak knees and stuff like oh, that. Yeah. And all of a sudden, you go home, <laughs> you're like, ah. ah, like you know, you don't feel it because of the joy on that. It's like that's your medicine. Mm-hmm. But it's like ballet, pain, <laughs> Pilates, well, recovery, pain, pain, <laughs> samba this pain you know it's kind of like of this poetic thing of like you can't have this sort of enjoyment and improvement without without some pain yeah and some struggle mm. so one of the things like like revising your life right now is like it has a lot of pain but you were able to like really overcome it in such like in a good way and all of a sudden you just like not a lot of people can know you in that yellow outfit and the and the and everything. I'm, I'm people will not know. Like a lot of people don't know. Like y'all are in pain sometimes, depending on the outfit. But it's kind of like yeah, that's that's the price. That's the price uh, we pay. Yeah, you know. Um, and I think that's why, and that's why I, like I call you a hustler and stuff like that is because like you, you are one of the few people that really overcome overcome that. Is like. You're like, you know what? This pain is temporary. It's like I'm still gonna strive on. I'm still gonna. I'm not gonna give up. You know, because this is my this is my dream. This is what I'm good in. Um, not a lot of people want to go through. Don't want to go through that rejection and that pain, and they give up easily. Mm. You know, depending on the area of someone's life, rightfully so. But you're just one of those people who are like, eh. Oh, injury. Oh, okay. All right. I'm still gonna teach. You know, yes, it's painful that I'm not in that in that company anymore, but I'm I'm gonna teach. Oh, okay, recovery. Pilates looks interesting. It's like I'm gonna get into that. I'm gonna get into more body work. You're like, oh wow, samba is 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 amazing. It's like this or you are always moving, always moving. Mm-hmm. You want to tell you, you're kind of twitchy. You're like. <laughs> can we dance like you you, you you were just like, i was like yo aren't you sore right now you're like i don't know <laughs> what was this like like when we'll do salsa sometimes i'm oh. like yo i didn't you come back from a ballet performance or oh, samba but, but you still want to move yeah. but even though you know your body is tired you still want to move and that i feel true. like that's an important uh, motivation for some people is like yo it's like it's temporary just get up and move Mm-hmm. obviously be smart and don't <laughs> don't break your body into pieces yeah. you know and um but all this like three disciplines like and and how we're like still in this weird pandemic world is like one, one of the the hard things is like in those three disciplines you know you need interaction from people you know and you need an audience and you know and hopefully when things ease up and open up, but it might not be this, that much of the same. Is there like an optimistic side of you that, you know what, I'm still going to keep on keeping on. It's still going to be there. We're going to make use of technology. I mean, do you miss some of the interactions pre-COVID? And is and with you, how you interacting? I know, I know you're nodding your head, but 
for for now it's been like what since March it's been a few months how are you um surviving this in terms of those disciplines and is there some optimism from your side on this three disciplines still continuing on yeah I'm definitely yeah. optimistic mm. I mean better optimistic than negative I know <laughs> yeah. um but yeah so yeah it's been tough it's been I miss connecting with my fellow um, dancers mm. and my ballet students, yeah. my Pilates clients, um, which I'm actually grateful to still be fairly connected to my Pilates clients in some form or fashion because mm -hmm. we've been do doing classes on Zoom. But um, as far as samba, I did perform a did a performance, a no touch performance outdoors. Did you wear a stylish mask? Oh, we had too? to wear a mask, <laughs> and they could not come up to us. They could yeah, not yeah. take pictures with us. Like mm. we really had it. Like it had to be outdoors, yeah. and it was just the two of us on a stage far mm. away from from the audience. Oh, um, good. They then, adapted. Okay, good. Mm -hmm. And yeah, mm -hmm. we wore our masks the whole time. I mean, I, I would probably bring it down to smile so they can see my smile. Yeah, I know. I know. Like, hey, because the smile is have, part of the visage. Yeah, <laughs> I'm smiling under this mask. I just yeah. want you guys to see. Um, and so, and I'll I'll be honest, it was awkward. It was it was uncomfortable to 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 know that there's a virus going on and performing outdoor out. But you know, I. I feel like I feel like mm, I just wanted to bring some sort of normalcy, you mm -hmm. know, for people. Um, as long as we're being safe about it, mm -hmm. and I think we were being as safe as we could. And I'll, you know, uh, it's financially it's been pretty tough. So yeah, obviously it's like you know, um, I mean, it's outdoors. It's it's outdoors. You know, a lot of people have lost lost their jobs. Um, mm -hmm. their their home life has changed. You know, they're taking care of kids. You know, I bet some of your clients are like, I don't have the time, you know, I, I don't have the, the budget for this and a few things like that. So it's kind of like getting across. But guys, if you're out there and you really want to optimize your fitness, especially with Pilates, um, she's obviously still very available via, via web or Zoom. Like, please reach her out to Nikita Pilates, at Nikita Pilates and, and Instagram. And um, in ballet, do you do like private ballet sessions? Or um, I can offer that as well. Yeah, and like she also mm -hmm. about ballet sessions. Um, I don't think it's too late for people, even adults. Like, yeah, you know, you can take up some few basics. You know, if you have some few kids that really wants, they're really juiced and motivated, she's right here. So, um, um, and um, especially with... Uh, if you guys have a, a nice party out there, you know, she's, she's definitely your samba dancer to go to and with her crew as well. So definitely reach out to her. And um, but apart from that, like, no, I'm I'm and I'm I'm glad that to see you and I'm glad like you you definitely still you surviving and you still not you still moving, but in a weird, different pace, especially with the pandemic. Uh -huh. And like one of my first thoughts was about you, like throughout these months, I was like, yes, I was worried, but I was like, she's still moving regardless. And now that you say that, I was like, yeah, it's she's not going to stop. <laughs> that was one of my mottos. Yeah. Never stop moving. Like never, stop never moving, stop moving. That's when you can get sick. And yeah. that's when, you know, your body gets tight. You start to develop all these injuries. Yeah. So it's best to keep your body moving, stay active. Yes. And um, no, seriously, thank you so much. <laughs> like, so what can you say to the uh, to the listeners in terms of, and I said some of your, your few, few ways they can reach out to you, but what do you want to plug in right now? 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Again, um, just reach out to me um, on Instagram at mm -hmm. Nikita Pilates, as well as my website. It's still in um, under construction, but it's uh, www.nikitapilates.com. Um, and also on Facebook. Yeah, fine. Well, yeah, guys, Richard to those social media platforms. She's very responsive. And uh, hi, Oki, say hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, guys, uh, stay cozy and never stop moving. Got no complaints. All right. Peace. Peace. Bye. Bye.